Hey everyone, this is your therapy session with Emily. I'm your host, Emily Mazur, aka Portland Hairstylist. Have you ever had a moment doing hair and you can see that the whole thing is unraveling into one hot mess? The conversation's not flowing, miscommunication, and even the look of the hair is bad. Bad, bad, bad. Well, I have. I've had conversations not turn out so well, and I've done some major, major bad hair. Well, for this episode, I talk about my fails with hairdressing. I also discuss how to prevent those moments from happening. You won't be able to prevent all bad hairdressing you do. After all, you're human, right? But I'm hoping listening to this episode and hearing some of my failures, I may be able to help with preventing some of your own. Whether you're a newbie in the field or a hairdresser veteran, I'm sure there's something in this episode that you can take home with you and store for later. Well, one that I clearly remember and I will never forget, and I'm, I know I'm laughing, but it was terrible. It was awful. I not only did bad hair, but I had angered my client's mother. My client was under the age of 18. I angered my client's mother so badly that she wrote me the worst Yelp review ever. I honestly, I'm going to tell you right now, I absolutely hate Yelp. I don't like Yelp at all. The review was so awful, demeaning, with foul language, and inappropriate content that it was flagged and taken down. Honestly, if anything, if you're going to get a bad Yelp review or a bad review, you just hope that it's crazy enough that either people will send those little laughing emojis, you know they think it's funny, all that stuff. Because when that happens, you know that clients or potential clients are not gonna take it seriously. So that's what happened with this review. Well, I had just started leasing at Ward Stroud Salon up on Northwest 21st in Portland. That was about seven years ago. It's no longer there, but there's a new salon called Gilded Opal in its place. I was a newbie to leasing. I'd been licensed since 2006, but yeah, seven years ago I just started leasing. I had quit my teaching job at Northwest College of Hair Design. I moved out of Hillsborough and then moved into a small studio with my boyfriend, now husband Alex, just two blocks away from the salon on Northwest 21st. Our studio was right in front of the Fred Myers off of Burnside in Portland. And because I was tight with funds like everybody else when they're first starting out, I just wanted to fill my chair. I was a yes stylist. Yes, I'll totally do that color and transition from red to platinum. Or yes, I'll totally do that skin fade, which you guys, I do do men's cuts. I have men clients but I am certainly not capable to doing something of a skin fade like these amazing barbers that we have. 
And even the yes, I'll totally take that person who I can sense to be rude, high maintenance, is just not going to treat me well. Well, being a yes person as a hairdresser or probably just in any field is absolutely dangerous. You not only end up taking clients that are not so nice to you and you're pretty much a doormat, but you end up in situations with coloring or even cutting that you know it's not going to end well. That's exactly what happened. A mother and daughter had walked into the salon and I could already tell that the mom was pissed about something. Her daughter was going to a concert in LA and she wanted blue hair. I was stoked. I love creative colors. That's my jam. Well, the mom seemed really irritated because I'm not sure if it's because of spending money. Uh, maybe I think it probably could have been it was the first time of her daughter doing a fashion color. I'm really not sure. But because of that, I should have sensed that this was not going to go well. And I should have picked up on that. So what did I do? I said, yes, I will do it. Well, my client had dark, very dark black hair. And what I didn't take into account because I was too excited to do the color and have somebody sitting in my chair was the color was black and it was box dye. And I didn't ask her about it. And I didn't do a strand test. That was a very big mistake. And I know, you guys, if you are a hairstylist listening to this, you're like, what the hell, Emily? I mean, come on. And you're right. You're right. So no really thorough consultation. No strand test. And I went ahead. I applied bleach onto her hair lightener, put a processing cap, and then... Laced her under heat. Yeah, I know I'm really embarrassed about this, but I want to tell you guys the story because uh, that was only seven years ago, which isn't long ago. So she was cooking underneath the heat. I took her out in about 20 minutes. When I took the processing cap off and as she was laying her head back on the shampoo bowl area, I turned on the water, and as I was rinsing out her bleached hair, guess just what happened next? The stuff was spaghetti and started falling out through my fingers as I was running my hands through her hair. And I panicked. I panicked. I remained calm. I didn't start crying. I cried later though. I didn't start crying then. I was very calm when I told her what was going on. And luckily she was not bald. Thank God. But she did have an unexpected chemical cut from the mid part of her back to above the shoulder length bob. So she had long hair, now she has short hair, but I did get her to that royal blue. She was so sweet, nice, and calm during the entire time. And she actually liked it in the end. But even today, because of the situation, I avoid putting clients under heat when they have lightener on their hair, foils, 
even if it's an all over global blonding, I just avoid it at all costs. I might do a little bit here and there, maybe five minutes. Um, but yeah, I really try to avoid that because of the situation of what happened. When her mother came back, she was so angry and pissed off. And this is the part I can't really remember because you know, when you go through something traumatic and you entirely erase it from your memory. Well, I can't remember if she paid me, which I hope, I hope she didn't. And I was so freaked out about her mom's reaction. I was actually worried that she would come back to the salon to harass me or even beat me up. That's how bad it was. That's how scared I was. Well, she didn't come back. But after a few days, there was that lovely, lovely Yelp review. Now, a few of the reasons why I moved to Ward Stroud's lawn. Well, one, I wanted to work in Portland. I wanted to start leasing and the lease was pretty cheap compared to other booth rentals in Portland. And one of my good friends, Eva, worked there. She always told me, which is true, it had heavy foot traffic, walk-ins, and it had killer Yelp reviews until this one. The mom had written a novel about how awful her daughter's hair was. She called me a haircutting Nazi. And you guys, I'm serious. This is exactly what she wrote. She said that her daughter looked like a Smurf who got effed and she used the full word effed f-u-c-k-e-d by bozo the clown i i have two boys and i don't even there is no way i would never say that about my children but that's how angry she was and that is why i was so freaked out about her showing back at the salon and I don't know. I was just worried. Well, because there was so much profanity or even any profanity in it, and I was referred to being part of an organization that had murdered and killed millions and millions and millions of people, it was flagged and taken down. My friend, even Eva, called up Yelp, and then even my boyfriend, Alex. It was, it was terrible. Now, the weird part about it is, is that the owner did not want me to take it down because he felt that it needed to be organically taken off. And at that time, I was just like, I don't even know what the hell to do. And then looking back at it, I'm like, you know what? No, that didn't need to be up there. And it couldn't be up there anyways. That was my really traumatic experience. After that experience, I have a system now. If a new client comes in and they want a drastic change with color going lighter or even darker, these are the questions that I ask. When was the last time you colored your hair? Did you see a stylist or was it done at home? How often do you change your color and how often do you get your color done? If the client is wanting a fashion color, I tell them that it's maintenance. You can't switch your color back and forth. It's upkeep with using colored shampoos and conditioners at home. 
and it takes time to create it. Meaning that beautiful silver or lavender you want from a level five brunette colored hair will be a corrective color, possibly taking multiple sessions, and you may not even be able to get it to that beautiful silver lavender. So you have to be honest with your clients and you have to be honest with your capabilities. The clients that I have now that do creative colors, they're consistent with coming in. They come in every six to eight weeks. They know how to take care of their hair at home and they know that you can't continually switch back and forth your color, especially going from like warm tones to cool tones and then cool tones to warm tones. It takes time for the transitions. So that was my one moment that I still today think about and it makes me sick to my stomach still. The other one that I'll tell you guys, and like I've said before, I've had other bad experiences, but this one has to do with double booking, leaving the color on too long, and me blocking this person from all social media because I was so mortified. I mean, <laughs> this is the walk of shame here, you guys, so... All right, you ready for this one? All right. So I've been leasing for a year and a half. I was at Ward Stroud Salon. I then moved. I was ready for a change. I wanted uh, to work in a bigger space, something that was higher end. And my friend Janelle worked at 77 Salon, which we still work there now. Well, there was a girl who had been a model for me for quite a few photo shoots that I've done. And earlier episodes, I mentioned that I tried to get my name out there when I first started leasing by doing avant-garde haircutting and coloring and hiring photographers or doing trade with photographers, makeup artists, and clothing designers. This model, I mean, she was great. Like, she's beautiful. She had a fun, dry sense of humor that I absolutely love. And gorgeous, level 10 white hair. She would see me, same thing, every six to eight weeks. And when I moved to 77, I started to do a little bit of double booking. Uh, my rent went up quite a bit. And I just, same thing, I just was too scared of not making enough money and I just wanted people in my chair. I had a new client coming in who wanted a balayage. And you guys, balayages just started getting popular and I was still trying to figure out the blending and the placement. Well, my model friend wanted to come in around the same time. This is awful and very stupid on my part. My level 10 friend no longer wanted to be a level 10, but a beautiful eight, nine blonde Taylor Swift level hair. You guys, this is so embarrassing and same thing. You're going to be like, what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> I'm like, what were you thinking? Well, because my friend's hair was going to be hollow looking if I applied just a level eight, nine, that I decided to do a level six warm brown on her hair. And right before the applying the level six brown, she told me how much she hated her natural, which guess what her natural was? A level six. Well, I applied the color, 
I then attended to my new client, trying to implement a brand new technique, placement, all that stuff. And I was not finishing in time and I started to panic. Let's just say neither one has come back and it's just another thing that I've learned from my experiences doing hair. My model friend, she started tearing up, which is awful. And as I was blow drying her hair, she's sitting in my chair and we're like bouncing off ideas, trying to formulate our colors, our next game plan. And since I damaged trust with being too fast, not paying attention. She never messaged me back. We never made that next appointment. I messaged her when she didn't message me. I tried calling her and she never returned anything. I did see later, less than a week on Facebook, she had made some comment that she had missed her. I don't remember if she said like majestic blonde hair or something like that. And when I saw that, I just, my heart sank. She did not tell anybody, or at least on social media, I didn't see anything that she said, em don't go see Emily Mazur. This is awful. This is what she did to me. So I'm really thankful. I mean, I'm sure she's probably said that with maybe other friends or um, her, her next stylist, but I was very thankful that she didn't out me on Facebook, Instagram, or social media. All right, so remember in episode five, if you guys have heard my other episodes, episode five is an interview that I had with Lori Eberly, who is the author of Fuckery. Fuckery is bad habits and behaviors that create toxic work environments. One of my bad habits, one of my very bad habits is ghosting people. It is. If I see something triggering on social media or something that I feel is a threat or makes me severely uncomfortable, I will ghost people. I will delete their number. I will block them on IG, Facebook, any place that there are traces of them. And I'm still trying to work on that. It's not productive. You end up hurting people's feelings because they don't know what's going on. But... To me, it's just hiding, running away, and not allowing myself to be vulnerable or exposed. Now, from the severe mistake that I've done with this client, what I've learned is anytime a client has platinum hair and wanting to go darker, whether it's just a shade or two darker, I mean, that's considered a corrective color. You may have to fill the hair with gold. It may take more than one session and you have to, you have to have your full attention with that client. I mean, not double booking, not speeding to your next color or your client. You have to take your time. Now that's just me. I'm sure there are some people that do amazing work double booking, but for me, if I'm ever working with somebody that has platinum hair, they are sitting in my chair for quite a while and they have my full attention. I should have given my friend, model friend space and I should have given her my full attention and I should have never done that level six color. 
you guys, hairdressing is hard. It's hard. When you're leasing, that is your business. Nobody is taking care of that business. Nobody's there to help you. That is your business alone. All of it. You have to protect your business. And that means when you have a client, you have to connect with your client, have a thorough consultation so that you are both on the same page, even if it comes to discussing pricing. Implement a flattering haircut and or color that they'll love. Sell product so that they maintain that beautiful cut and or color at home. Pre-book and then do check-ins. It's a lot. It's a lot of brain work and it's definitely a lot of physical work. But even for all the work that you do, or at least I do, and even those mistakes that I've made, and I'm sure mistakes that I'll be making in the future, not as severe as those other two, I'm still passionate about this field. I still love seeing my regular clients. I love meeting new clients. I'm still interested in learning new haircutting and coloring techniques. And I'm still inspired by so many hairdressers in this field. I love it. I love it. Even for all the stress, even for all those hiccups, I still love doing hair. So guys, if you yourself have been in a pickle, like I have, or you get doubts about your skills, or sometimes you just want to give up, don't beat yourself up. I mean, I know you're going to probably beat yourself up because I still do it, but don't beat yourself up for very long. You're going to have really great successes doing hair. You're going to create some really killer styles and you're going to make quite a few people happy and you're going to find your people that are going to continually see you in your chair. So just don't fret. Well, that's it for now. So I hope you guys learned something or at least tell other people to listen to this like new hairstylists because I think they will definitely learn from this episode. But be safe, be healthy, and above all, be hopeful. This is your Hairpiece Session with Emily. I'm your host, Emily Mazur, aka Portland Hairstylist. If you're a new stylist into the industry or older stylist and you've been in the field for a while and you have questions about consultation or pricing, please email me at portlandhairstylist at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on my Instagram, portlandhairstylist. And you can also search for more of my work at www.hairp.salon. Show written by Emily Mazur. Sponsored by Ziba Hub. Ziba Hub, a career app for beauty professionals where you can find jobs, explore events, and build community. And editing by 127 Media House.